As far as things to do, detox, I say in the protocols that what I'm suggesting for you to do should have been done regardless of your jab status. And it usually starts with the food. This is Monica Perez here with Miriam Hanane. The bee lady, is that what you go by? Is it still? Miriam, you know her from, I've shared a screen with her many times on Union of the Unwanted. She's an investigative journalist, founder and editor-in-chief of the health magazine and marketplace Honey Colony from her award-winning uh, documentary on the bees. So uh, the vanishing of the bees, which I want to get into sometime soon, but this is not the subject of today's show, but you might be interested in that. She's a functional medicine consultant and coach, and uh, she has done numerous other documentaries, books, including the real timeline about the George Floyd psyop. May I use it? Can a real journalist use the expression psychological operation? Uh, and But what I've been reading, and I would love to start in our uh, exploration of some of your works, I read just uh, recently a book, I, I have the ebook, Understanding the Mechanisms of the COVID-19, quote, vaccines, hate that, but it goes into a lot of stuff, even the mechanisms of what I call the bioweapon itself, not just the, like, uh, the prophylactic gene therapy. And I, I want to pick your brain on all that, but one thing... I just, I think your your story is so interesting and I would love it if you would give people a little bit of your background. I know they've seen you on Union of the Unwanted, but maybe don't know, you know, like what a, what a storied journalist you are and what tribulations you've gone through in order to defend just pure investigative journalists with the journalism, with the eye to revealing the truth. I mean, it's been a tough road. Thank you. Thank you, Monica, for having me on your program. And, um, giving me a voice. I'm, I'm always grateful. So just a little, you know, truncated version. I, I hail from Montreal, Canada. I, I'm a real journalist, not a media whore or parrot or prostitute. So when I first came to America from Canada, I, I was working in the mainstream. My first job was working for MSNBC Channel 4 covering the news and then eventually got a little turned off by the things that they cover and branched off and, and went freelance. So I was writing for The Hollywood Reporter, Maxim, Penthouse, uh, a lot of the mainstream magazines. And then I, I personally was hit by an SUV and dragged 50 feet. And um, that really was my initiation into health and wellness. And having not, I didn't have insurance at the time. And so I really had to turn to, uh, nutrition and uh, naturopathic health to really to really heal because my body from the trauma kind of exploded and everything that occurred like I stopped eating gluten in 2006 way before it became fashionable and I say that I'm in the future I am a visionary and then eventually the bees flew into my life and really gave my life purpose and woke me up to how adulterated our food supply is you know, on the heels of learning how effed up Western medicine is and then eventually learning about Rockefeller medicine, so on and, and so forth. But I think probably um, blowing the whistle on bare crop science was the first time I was told to watch my tires and got veiled death threats. And then I started, I've been covering medical freedom and vaccine. When was that? When, around when was that? Give me a year. Of my accident or what? The bear, when, when oh, you feel like that was first. The film came out in 2010, 2011. It first came out in the UK. And then it was actually number one movie on Netflix for a long time. And it was compared to in, An Inconvenient Truth. And, you know, I'm all for the environment and there's no shortage of chemicals and poisons. Yeah, that's the real problem, right. in my opinion. Right. And they spray and in the name of the environment, they they destroy the environment. 
But but that was to make such a high quality product. I mean, even just reading the ebook, like it's very clear that you know how to tell a story, you know how to make um, stuff that's complicated, stuff that has gone a lot, a lot of research goes into it. And what people don't understand, I even remember this from my like a radio show, which was nowhere near as comprehensive as this kind of stuff that to make something really digestible uh, that you're sure is true, that tells the whole story. It There's so not only so much research goes into that, but yeah. so much technique and oh. how to write well, how to understand your audience. I mean, it's clearly super professional. And, and was that education or just a passion or, you know, what went well, into that quality? Well, the ebook, I'm a, I'm a licensed functional medicine coach and consultant through the Institute of Functional Medicine, and I've been covering vaccine safety and medical freedom since 2012. So I had created, for instance, on Twitter, were a group of 50 that a, a room I created probably in 2018, 2019, and so we knew this this was coming. In regards to the ebook, I was commissioned to put together a bunch of protocols. And and what you're reading, I, I wrote this a year and a half ago. Um, so more information has come out. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's actually quite, it's, uh, it's amazing that you can document that kind of stuff because I feel like we were speculating about that stuff still about a year and a half ago. But I feel like you you're not it's not speculative this has got the meter on the boat so the fact that you could tell right away what the truth was because you had the evidence it stands up whereas the stuff that was speculative or the signs they were trying to feed us doesn't stand up because it wasn't really based on no. you know self-evident provable truths no i i think so so um stop World Control, David Sorensen commissioned me to put together these protocols. Now there's several floating around. There's lots of protocols. But I went ahead and I I found myself with 80 pages. And, and I told him, look, I can't offer solutions if I don't understand the problem. Right. And then I had to divide it between this is what the mRNA is doing. This is what spike protein is doing. This is what the PEG is doing. This is what the GO is doing. And, you know, he wasn't interested in that. But for me, I had to wrap my head around it. It was proofed by um, a science editor. She goes by Fed Up Texas, who writes for Dr. Tenpenny. And this mm -hmm. appeared in part on um, Dr. Tenpenny's site. I've been writing for Baxter now, the Tenpenny Report along before the Rona regime. And honestly, when I go back and I look at the ebook, I, I wonder, I think that someone, something helps me channel this information. I'm not a scientist. I'm a smart cookie, but it's very specific. Uh, I thought you were really ahead of the game. In fact, this was a year and a half ago, is what I've noticed also is it's, the, I'm going to call it, is, is it acceptable to you? Do you agree or disagree with me characterizing the initial illness as a bioweapon? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in your book, one of the chapters talks about how there is proof, I think it was maybe a Swedish or a Greek study, where they pointed out that there, it, it, I don't, I don't know, I don't think this is why they call it novel, but it, this coronavirus is novel in that it has a lot of genes that do not appear in any other coronavirus and um and that because of that departure it does seem to have been man-made and i totally think it is and the problem arises from those in this uh super powerful super damaging spike protein that has kind of a unique profile but what i found really interesting about the book is that i have noticed that not only are people who are vaccinated having these really crazy illnesses? I mean, the illness, the things that I've experienced personally in my life, my like one or two circles out, uh, numerous people stage four cancer out of the gate. Um, people are having brain problems. You had the early like this more immediate when you get vaccinated, like kind of stroke and heart problems. All of that was like right out of the gate. But there are a lot of things that are happening tremendously with people who are vaccinated, but also it seems like COVID itself can disrupt your genetics 
you know, the DNA and everything, not as bad, but also a little bit. And I think the people who are really ahead of like the vax is bad. Yeah. Weren't seeing that the bioweapon itself, like yeah. really nobody is safe. So right. when I get vaxxed, I got two bouts of COVID and I'm like, that shit's in there. <laughs> like not, not happy. <laughs> not I, happy. But you identified that. I want to say that I have contended and still this is my belief that just like the flu disappeared, that a lot of people, whatever they caught um, was the flu. And then there's others who were exposed to this bioweapon and it's it's the furin cleavage site and this spike that that is novel that that's been uh, messed with and inserted now you know I just recently interviewed Dr. Andrew Kaufman who doesn't even believe in the spike wow and um, you know I was speaking to my colleague Danny Katz who's also a journalist she wrote Plandemic I I worked on Plandemic, although no one would know because we didn't get credit. However, so Danny's been spiked. I've been spiked. And that's the term that we use. Yeah, me too. Like what I had was definitely artificial. Right. Like it was definitely not the flu. Both times, one, I had that loss of yes. taste and smell without ingestion, which is unique and artificial. And the other was this crazy flu thing where like my muscles just, I, I just say they were inoperable <laughs> and totally in pain unlike the way a flu is so i feel like i had whatever the real deal was but yeah so so the virus thing yeah. it's weird because i don't i have had such a hard time with virus theory i've read my brother was diagnosed with aids but he had no symptoms and slowly started, started taking azt and then he wow, died and wow. he was like it was that stuff yeah it was he said like it was the azt I have a book, a great book called Inventing the AIDS Virus, which was um, by Duisburg, and it was introduced by Carrie Mullis. They're like, the, the virus, there's no, they haven't really identified it. It does not, uh, um, they have not proven that it causes AIDS. So I was really moving away from like a viral infection right. as being anything real at all. And even like I was, I, I spoke to the late, great David Crow right before he got an extremely fast-moving cancer and died. Um, he's He was had talked to Andrew Kaufman a yeah. lot and and he was writing the infectious myth. Really? And I remember asking him about like chicken pox and cold sores and things that are or like herpes related. Bar. I have Epstein. Yes. And what I noticed, maybe this will help you, uh, that I st started taking lysine, which is like just a cheap yeah, supplement totally. and it totally counteracts like the arginine that makes the manifestations of what they called viral. They say arginine is like you know, helps the virus. I'm like, well, maybe it's just, it just has to exit your body because there's too much of it. Like, I, I don't know. But I was like moving away from even the idea of viruses. And then I've talked to some people and it, and, and I mean, the fact that RNA yeah. in your body actually does, does move in and out of cells, does, can create, uh, you know, reproduce itself or whatever. If a virus is simply a piece of RNA right. that was external to your body and can, function inside your body i mean I, i'm open to that idea and i'm wondering it's hilarious because like you know i'll get crap either way like whether i don't believe in viruses or i do i just want to understand it what is your where have you come out on that are you still thinking through i it? actually think that they're all synthetic i synth i think they're oh my gosh yes wait i had that experience too i i saw i read a book from the 80s and it was talking about how it was inventing this stuff and then inventing also the antidotes. And they were by, and I thought, you know what? It is possible that the only infectious like RNA things were a result of this because that research has been going on for like 50 years. Right. I would love to, to know what book you're referencing, but having covered these virus hunters, you know, the gain of function is so nothing new and they've been doing this. Like, I, I believe that when when it was 20, 2019, and I was Dr. Tenpenny and I and um, Jane Bergmeister, James Grunvig, we all thought it was going to be Marburg or Ebola. And so I started writing a series on the heels of what happened in Samoa, where 200,000 people were mass vaccinated based on seven cases of non-deadly measles. And so yeah, the virus hunters are, are nothing new. So what are they doing? And to, to think that there isn't something that 
could be created. And now recently interviewed Dr. Braun. I have a show called Truth Lives Here. And he was talking about how the spike is grown in vats of bacteria. And, and if you look at the origins paper, they were referencing a unknown pneumonia. And then later they were talking about whenever they would say COVID pneumonia, I'd be like, what the F is that? What's COVID pneumonia? And so there's a bacterial aspect. However, someone like uh, Dr. Kaufman wouldn't even believe that there's a spike. So, you know, I don't, I don't agree because I've experienced being spiked and I do think there's a bacterial component to, to this. And well, well, there's definitely bacterial infection. I mean, I've gotten strep throat many times and I just like that behaves like a microbe. You can see it, they grow. But a virus is like, a, you know, one forty thousandth or something the size of a bacteria. So like it does get where you have to trust the priests of the electron microscope to right. really understand the virus. But like I got something and, and I knew like I was super skeptical that it even existed until like November 2020. And then people I knew, people who were super based, people who were not blowing smoke would get it. Like they all were getting it. And it absolutely 100%, I did not know anybody who actually had it before they started rolling out the vaccines. It did not happen. Maybe a few people, and I actually think that you could look and see that where it actually did start, like quote, naturally, were all places where they were doing vaccine testing. Wow. Because the four initial variations, I actually gave it a name, the AstraZeneca effect. So the four initial, like alpha, beta, whatever, like they, they were saying, like these were the new variants. Yeah. They came from Kenya, South Africa, Brazil, and London, I think were the four places. And those were the four places that there were AstraZeneca trials. And the fifth was like Japan, but they had discontinued it. So every single, all four of the first mutations were in the only four places AstraZeneca was doing trials. Wow. And then I noticed only that I got sick after the vaccine got rolled out. And then like when the boosters, right. I got the second one and I only got it from and I saw in your book, you said the same thing. I only got sick both times from vaccinated people. Like when the first time I ran into somebody who had been vaccinated, she was forced to do so for her job. She's a nurse or nurses aide, something like that. And as soon as she started talking to me, I was like, you just what? Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. And I was sick like two days later. So isn't that um, it? So that's like so Deborah yeah. Burks's uh, fantasy, her wet dream of a symptomatic spread. I just want to add to that. Like, yeah, and take I I, I left. Too. I'm in Costa Rica now, but I left with Zach Voorhees in 2020. I wanted to come earlier, uh, but we landed here March 6, which was the same day as the Rona arrived in Costa Rica. Then we went to an ecstatic dance, and on the 9th of March. He was sick for three weeks and he was back on his ventilator. He coughed many times on me. I was taking care of him in close proximity. There was one day when I literally, I'm very sensitive. I have multiple chemical sensitivities. I, I, I said that I'm an environmental indicator like the bees. Yes, <laughs> I can do that with gluten. Yeah. Like I should be a taster. Benny King has like a gluten problem. Like, let me take a bite for Yeah, don't. <laughs> so just don't. Fold over in agony. But but I didn't I didn't get sick. I felt my immune system getting down. I took my super chelated silver that the government came after me for silver excelsior. I took liposomal vitamin C and I was okay. Then fast forward, it's uh, I was I fled to to Florida and I was in South Beach and I went to see uh, I I went uh, I was exposed to a freshly boosted uh, person. And this was in conjunction, uh, literally, it was January, mid-January 2022, that they turned on the, the 5G. And, and this, is, this is not like a theory. They stopped the planes at the Miami International Air, uh, Airport. Yes. It, was, it was real. And I was by the ocean and there was all these, um, these towers. So I got exposed and then they turned on the 5G and I was writing about radiation exposure. And as I was writing and I saw the, the um, symptoms, you know, I, I had watery stools. I was throwing up. 
I lost my sense of smell and taste. Oh, but yes, that nothing is radiation exposure. Yes, totally. Nothing respiratory. So it mimicked radiation um, poisoning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I could see that. Yeah. I always wonder if there's something in it that, because I know a couple of people, one before COVID ever, but one right after she had terrible COVID, who get imaging you know, like an x-ray or some kind of like CAT scan or whatever, the image comes out clear. And then not too long after, they have a very serious thing. So in both of those cases, so I had one friend who used to get mammograms all the time and she was never diagnosed. Tell me about it. I She was never diagnosed with breast cancer until somebody found a lump and she did die uh after but they but i was like why they you've been getting mammograms Mammograms like fucking twice a year they push that's what i was thinking i was like yeah and it and but and this other person i know had a terrible case of covid he got in january last year he got an x-ray in february which was clear like it showed his lungs were clear and he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer in june and uh, died by Christmas. So, so my argument is, if your imaging is clear, yeah. and then you have like a terminal, fast-moving terminal illness afterwards, I just feel like one one area of exploration that I would like to see some research into is if there is something about these elements, even just if you have contamination of aluminum in your right. system or whatever it is, like you know, whatever it is, I'm wondering if imaging actually triggers, not just because it causes cancer, but like works with something that is some contaminant that's been environmentally, you've been exposed to. That is a very interesting, valid point toward exploration. I can tell you that when I I always opt for the female pat down, I it's, I mean, already flying is exposure. And uh, I just recently, I posted on my Twitter I went to a holistic dentist here and because in Florida, I wanted to get a, just a cleaning and it, they would force you that they have to do x-rays. I don't want your effing x-rays. I'm the patient. Here's money. Just effing clean my teeth. So, oh, and then they wanted two visits because you got to squeeze some money out of me. Right, well, right. You know, I went to this holistic dentist. She didn't have to x-ray me to be like, you have little cavities. I know that you can reverse cavities yeah. with oil pulling. I've reversed them many times. But who Ooh. knows what this extra radiation is is doing and, and what it's yes. interplaying with when it's very clear that what is the missing component in healing is the detox aspect. And, and that goes, I go into it in the protocols, but you need to keep, and that's where terrain goes in. But, you know, I, I minored in psychology and I was never like nature n- or nurture. Why can't it be a little bit of both? What? It absolutely definitely is. Right. There's no question. I mean, anybody with children knows mm-hmm. that there's you can raise kids exactly the same and they will turn out a little bit different. Or you can have two kids that are very similar and the one like before the divorce is different from the one after the You can tell what personality they get like. It's like I, I can literally look at my brothers and sisters and my husband's brothers and sisters and be like, OK, these are like personalities A through J. My kids have a C and an E. And um, but then you see how like the trauma of like lockdown or whatever has a different way. They deal with it because of the personalities in different ways. But the lasting impact is totally different from someone who would not experience that trauma or whose trauma was different. You can see it, like the, the trauma being the the, na- the nurture part interacts with the nature part, personality in unique ways, but both are critical factors to the formation of the personality for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's been so awful. Like these kids, I don't know how, I actually am glad that my kids had such a hard time and we got through it because I think they're going to be a little they're just going to be stronger for it. I think I just think that, you know, that it it was tough, but I do want to ask you like some specifics. Uh, so, so when you look at, um, can we talk about your approach to health? Mm. And, you know, cause you said you could remediate cavities with certain oils and like, there's some things like arthritis. They tell you, you can't ever reverse. I I know somebody who's mother is, well, tell me about that. My, whose mother is, um, you know, losing her memory. And I'm like, 
she's got to detox. Like there has to be, there has to be a way. Yeah, so how do, you, how do you think about, about having dealing? So we've already been exposed to whatever, like the thing or the jabby thing. What do we do now? Well, and I, I say in my protocols, which I'm about to publish, it's like, you know, I've been with doctors that that you would know of that are like, oh, Miriam, you're a good influence. Yeah, that's right, honey. I'm not eating your cheesecake and booze. I'm 50 years old. Do I look 50? I've reversed oh, lupus. Great. I've literally then, learned how to walk oh, again. Wow. So for me, the bees taught me be the change that you want to see. And having almost died when I was hit by an SUV and dragged 50 feet and had to literally learn how to walk again, uh, it was outside of the Bodhi tree in, on Melrose Avenue, by, by the way, that this is my temple and it houses my consciousness. And in order to raise my consciousness, I, I want to keep my temple um, clean. And I refuse to have these mother effers um, pollute me. So... As far as things to do, detox, I say in the protocols that what I'm suggesting for you to do should have been done regardless of your jab right. status. And it, right. it usually starts with the food. And it is the easiest but the most difficult thing to change. Simple yeah. but not easy. So when I work with people, I usually ask, I use my investigative skills and functional medicine. We create a timeline. I would even ask them, were you vaginally born? What was your mother going through? What was your father going through? Did you grow up taking antibiotics? To really suss out on a timeline, and I'm into timelines, that's why I created you know, the real timeline with George Floyd, because the chronology can, can give us some clues as to whether a lot of times there's um. There's a trauma. It could be birth. It could be death. It could be like me getting hit by an SUV. And we see what's going on because what we were observing is if you've gotten the vaccine, one, let's just say that many people got placebos, that there were different um, variations of mRNA, different variations of PEG, different variations of, um, of the spike. And, you know, like I interviewed Dr. Lee Merritt a couple of days ago, who doesn't even believe there was any mRNA. So, anyways, the point really? is that there's different things and different people got different things and different people have different weaknesses. We know that it dismantles the S1 um, and the S2. And that is um, the S1, or sorry, S2, whichever is not the spike, is, is modulating... Um, tumor formation. So if you dismantle your toll receptors and you're dismantling your innate immune system, what happens is that these cancers will uh, go turbo. And so my point is, everyone has different Achilles heel, right? And it will go to your Achilles heel depending on what you got. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I just want people yes. to know that what you're talking yeah. about, like that that particular thing is in chapter five of the mechanisms of the COVID vaccine vaccinations that is that ebook that I'm going to put all this okay. stuff in the show notes. So at monicasdeepdives.com, you can look for this episode mm -hmm. and find all the show notes, all how to find you and but also this yeah. book. Uh, which goes into to that stuff. And I, I respect uh, Lee Merritt, so I think that's really interesting. Yeah. She doesn't think there is RNA now in it. She, like now she doesn't. I what mean, does she think? Uh, she thinks that there's mo mostly nanotech. And uh, uh, she was showing me, because there's also arguments about whether there was saline. And uh, like my intuition told me there was saline. And that's yeah. the way they're staggering their deaths. And then later... A year later, saw that um, someone on Stu Peters, I think it was an embalmer, was talking about the advocate method. And so basically you get saline and then you're advocating for big pharma right. while gaslighting your brother and sister. And Who got sick. Yeah. And in June 2020, they had a symposium in, in India to talk about the pros and cons of bypassing animals in the face of an emergency so we are the animals oh my sorry gosh that's so 
crazy. That's just unbelievably irresponsible. I mean, you could do, if it's an animal thing, you could probably do it in, you could do at least something in a week. You know, I just feel like you could walk around, you could find, if you have lab rats or whatever, just, you know, inject a thousand of them. You know what I mean? Just let's just see that. Give me, give me like, just like, hey man, can I just have till tomorrow? <laughs> you know, I just want to, you know what I'm just saying? If you're going to eliminate animals from the trials, like at least, but I'll tell you, people act, they, I've heard uh, people talk about what was or was not in the trials. I, because there was so much pro-vax propaganda here. And I mean, I hardly knew anyone who, who was even still critically thinking and i would so i would just download all the fda stuff right and i was reading yeah. all the trial yeah. stuff i was showing people quotes from that and so i remember and at one stage towards the end i think when they were like switched it to like comernity was authorized or whatever there was a like the three appendixes uh were about the the risk of myocarditis and how phase five of the trial which is like out in the open right. like the real world right. You need to look at like adolescents getting myocarditis, which is crazy because that and and the other thing that I noticed in your book, you talked about how old people are more susceptible to these risks because what you were saying just before I interrupted you with my tirade was that uh, that they, that they're like whatever you're prone to, it's yeah. going to exacerbate yeah. because it's weakening like your immune system. So your people think of the immune system as like fighting bugs. White blood cells I have personally experienced. I only know this stuff because the science that they've taught me doesn't comport, doesn't like um, jibe with my personal experiences. So uh, when they tell you there's like tumor markers in your blood, those are white blood cells. Those are white blood cells because they fight cancer. When um, I got a blood test right after my son had like, I was in the same room as him. He got a blood test or something. And I didn't know that he like faints from seeing his own blood. Like that was just a new thing for us. So I lost my mind when he just like, you know, whatever fainted and I didn't lose my mind, but my stress level went way up. And then they did my blood test and they're like, oh, we think you have appendicitis because you have so many white blood cells. And I was like, I definitely don't have appendicitis. And I looked it up and white blood cells are formed in the presence of stress. So so white blood cells also fight stress. And we know white blood cells fight infections and stuff. So like I think of white blood cells as, you know, a major part of the immune system. And if and when you think of it that way, like everything that you could get from cancer to maybe even heart disease if stress is related, that it is, you know, your immune system is like your health system. So old people, yeah, whatever they, it is that they're on the path for, if this shuts down, holds back what their natural ability to fight it, they're going to get a variety of different things. But what I was saying about having read all the trial data, there was, they did not test this stuff on old people, yet old people were the first people they were giving it to. Same thing with pregnant women. They didn't want that in the results. Yes, I agree. And adolescents, adolescents as well with the hearts, they didn't have them in the group. I I, uh, pretended... Uh, that I was whoring out my children to um, Big Pharma and taking the $2,000. I saw a study on Craigslist, so I called and pretended. Um, and in this case, I found that it was the Novavax, which is using moth uh, cell line and has nanotech. So I did that, and then I pretended I was going to whore myself out to mRNA flu vaccine for money. So I, I called. I even say I recorded the call, and I say, so... We used to use rat. We used to use mice. Are are we the lab rats now? <laughs> and it just glazed over. So I said, please send me the um, adverse reactions. So we know yes. that they. Oh, you're pregnant? Ah, sure, go get jabbed. It's fine, right? So in this study for the mRNA for flu, it says if you're going to conceive, you're not allowed to partake in the study. If you find out that you're that you're pregnant, you have to abort. No pun intended. The study. Wow. If, if oh, you're going to okay. give sperm, yeah. you are not allowed to give sperm for 28 days. So why is it that they're doing all these parameters? Because they don't want that in the results, right? So they, they can right. say safe and effective, safe and effective. And I want to also say in regards to this advocate method, my uh, an ex-boyfriend who grew up in a Steiner theosophy never has been vaccinated oh, yeah. in his life, has a super robust immune system and said 
he straight up says he wanted to go do his TV show in Canada. So he went to get a J&J, which is live attenuated old school vaccine, just one shot, and that he's fine and told me, he, you know, he was saying it's over. This is over. Where for me, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just starting to mop up the mess. But OK, I understand you want to say it's over right. because we're all fed up and you're taking it out on me. And so he said, it's like a peanut, Miriam. It's inherently the peanut is not dangerous. And I just was listening because when I told him, well, my mom's vaccine injured. Oh, how do you know it's the vaccine? Oh, you know, her her gallbladder just failed, you know, started a few days after her second vaccine and she's in the hospital and nobody's telling Miriam they're keeping it from me. Um, and it has nothing to do yeah, my sister in law's mother had a, her thyroid collapsed and she just basically wasted away to death, like with six weeks after the, I think, the booster, the second shot. And they said it was the vaccine. Her doctor said it was the vaccine. Well, she yeah, died. They, they acknowledged it was the vaccine. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they don't, I, this was a while ago. This was early. Like she was one of the first best. So maybe it wasn't a booster. But I know plenty of people who said, who said that to their, patients that they know. I have a friend whose father, I think he was still in his 50s, died in Sweden of, believe it was multiple myeloma. It's like, um, I think that's what they call it. It's kind of like a reverse leukemia kind of thing. And I said, oh, I think that's like could be vaccinated. She said, yeah, that's what the doctor said. Wow. What's amazing that they're even acknowledging because they gaslight you. You know, and when my my ex was, you know, I just listened he told me that I've deteriorated over the years and it's like, it's so easy to judge, but I, you know, I challenge anyone to, to withstand the amount of targeting cancellations. It's one thing when you're censored, it's another thing when you're dis not allowed to make money. Yeah. What are you? So tell us about that. Like, I mean, your level of censorship probably because, I mean, I think this starts with like 2010, you did your, your movie and and that was wildly successful. It was award winning. It was the number one um, documentary on Netflix for a long time. You then had uh, that generated a lot of people who followed you, who were interested in you. It allowed you to launch other areas of interest that are in the same vein and that you do care about the natural health. Um, and then this somehow so you 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 continue to be successful after the b movie and then what happened i started selling cbd before everyone and their mother before fucking kim kardashian and mama loves cbd but but now (laughs) everyone and their mother is doing it but i (laughs) was literally one of the first on the online space and then oh paypal oh quickbooks oh stripe oh square so i lost uh quarter of a million dollars i had a million dollar company honey colony it's like on j6 i was at the Capitol. i gave my footage to rudy giuliani i have lots of things to say about that oh i lost my processor on i had to move all my cbd assets to simply transformative.com i make a liposome because you were canceled on those platforms are you saying paypal strike was canceled on all of them for cbd what they came after me in PayPal. I'm an OG. I was canceled from PayPal in 2017. I never, wow. I never sold. CBD was totally illegal. Yeah. I thought it was totally illegal. They put it as Schedule One until Epedelix came out, a synthetic crap CBD. Epedelix. Oh, I do is, hate in, that. Is, yeah. is created by GW Pharma, which had a oh, surprise exclusive marketing ca- a, a relationship with Bayer. So I say I share bees and bud in common with Bayer. So I, I'm on a I'm on a shit list. So I started getting canceled for CBD as a disruptor innovator, and um, that it really bothers me. I just have to say that when the it's like the whole pot thing and everything that we've always crusaded for an end to the drug war to you know. God gave us like seeds that grow weed out of the crowd. It's awesome. It's like gold and oil. Like just God gave it to you just exactly the way it's supposed to work. And then uh, when they finally legalize it, they actually prefer to for you to have stuff that's like Crap. so refined. It'll put you in the well, hospital. Yeah. I know people just just because of just it gets you so crazy high. Like oh, numerous yeah. people Mine thought they were going to die. THC in it. I would have liked to have um, to to, you know, just to tell people, 
It's a biomedia plant. They used it to clean up Chernobyl. You want to have the entourage effect, like actually educate, not like just, oh, quick money. And then uh, I got started reamed. I was getting Honey Colony was getting half a million unique visitors a month. Unique visitors. And what was at Honey Colony? So that this was spurred by the B movie. And yeah. then was it, were you talking about the bees? Were you talking about health? No, were you selling things like what was driving those unique? Marketplace from a biohacking, I'm a biohacker, functional medicine point of view. So our art. What is functional medicine? So functional. I don't think we defined that. Yeah. Functional medicine would be really looking at the core, the source of your, your ailment. It's really comprehensive and a functional in the sense of using a lot of tests. I'm not into like, I'm not a salesperson. I give consults. It's not about putting, throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping something sticks, really being um, thorough. So it's like natural precision medicine. Totally. It's almost yes. like you could say pr- definitely precision, personalized, um, functional yeah. as compared to very dysfunctional. Western, yes, I see. Western, yes. Western medicine. And so the magazine was looking at that. But then, so then Google started with their algorithmic changes and Mercola was one of the first, like I went to a biohacking conference, was it 2018? And Mercola was telling people to bat, to to boycott Google. And I was the only one who went up to to him to address this. And, and in fact, he ended up interviewing me regarding a, a term that, for instance, Jason Burmis uses it every day, techno-fascism. And that's how I came across Zach. I was writing an article. I'm the one who told Zach that, oh, Google's a drug company because I found out that they Zach were- Forrest. Zach Zach yeah. is the Google whistleblower. Um, when I started getting censored, you know, people like Mercola, GreenMed, Info, Sarah G started getting, we started seeing their systematic attack. Like in 2017 or 2018, I pitched the story for Marie Claire and it was about the politics of CBD in a techno fascist age. I dumbed it down for their audience. They called me and they said we had gone through edits. What are your personal views on vaccines? Two days later, kill my story because wow. of my personal views. So this was all. What year was that? The works. Twenty. What year? Seventeen, twenty eighteen. Wow, really? If you've ever heard of the website Care Two, they had let's say twenty thousand articles on on health and wellness. I used to write for them. They deleted them all. They deleted all of their content. Why? Because this was in the works, a lockstep. When you find out that Google was behind the decade of vaccines that uh, that Verily and Calico has very, you know, now we know it's 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 obvious or many of us know. Um, Go ahead. What were you going to say? What? Well, two things. I want to understand the Google thing a little bit better. And I also want to say that when when I was had the radio show in Atlanta, um, I would say the craziest, well, I would, they weren't crazy things, but I would say things that were very shocking and unbelievable to uh, the uninitiated. But the only time I really got trouble was the one time that people were calling and excited about an event that night. It was um, uh, like a premiere of Dell Big Trees, one of his Vax yeah. movies. And I had no interest in vaccines. I never talked about it, never thought about it. People would ask me to, to get involved. I was like, I don't feel like competent to evaluate the science on that. My kids are vaccinated, whatever. But I was happy for people to call and enjoy this moment and tell other people who were driving around Atlanta to go do this thing. It was great. That was the one time I got complained on and I really like hardcore complained on like she needs to be fired kind of stuff. And I and I remember thinking it was just because the CDC was in Atlanta. But now I'm thinking it's that the vax thing was actually the one thing that could get me fired. Like that was the one thing. And I did get fired when in February 2020 about the COVID, you know, just saying that this was going to be two years, not two weeks. To go from a media darling um, that I thought I was a Democrat yes. or a liberal to start really. Yes. And I think being like. But liberals should have been anti-vax. Yeah. 
I agree. They're granolas. They want nature. They want everything but, you know, and, and so they, they find a way to couple being totally crunchy granola and having abortions. Both of those things together are like, you know, being natural and having a right to my body. Like they're, they're in conflict to me, like those two positions. However, both of them should point to, uh, not having like unproven vaccinations or, you know, whatever, like they should. But to, it's just it's to show you that this has been in the works and slowly moving the Overton window. And I think why am I so canceled other than I'm pretty vocal is that I'm walking my talk. I'm like, oh, I'm a journalist. Oh, I'm also a functional medicine consultant. Oh, I'm also a business owner. And I've also reversed lupus and I'm 50 years old. All of that melange together is kind of dangerous because people will be like, why are you so censored? You're not that big. And I mean, oh, also, oh, everybody gets a smear series by The Atlantic and Peacock. Uh, yeah. Why am I not big? Am I missing anything? Am I hard on the eyes? I can't string a sentence together. Is there something wrong with me being a real influencer? No, I'm so passionate. And that's why I am passionate. I want to know about the Google thing. You're like, I told Zach Google was a drug company. Like, what do you mean by that? Is it just the big cabal or is it something like, why is it that Google is the name that you're stating, not Yahoo? Like you're saying Google. Google, why? Alphabet, Calico, Verily, their subdivisions were involved in the decade. It's the decade of vaccines. And they were involved in creating a one-size-fits-all flu vaccine. I wrote a piece on Google censors. I quoted Zach. It went viral for the Epoch Times, and it's it's on my, uh, my Twitter, um, and it goes into detail on exactly how Google is involved. I had not, I can't believe it, but I had not even heard of this decade of vaccines. And I'm looking now and I see the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, a 2010 article saying global health leaders launch decade of vaccines. Are we are are, are we kidding? Like this is so obvious. <laughs> right. Well, I think the point here is that they were paving the way and they knew, you know, to, to have a site like Care2, which was huge, just delete their vast catalog of articles and it all did happen in lockstep and so I ended up writing even a um, cover cover piece of um, how Google is a drug company and so Zach didn't um, know the extent of it and I, I didn't know when I reached out to him that he was so knowledgeable about health and wellness and geeked out on supplements and biohacking and so on and so forth so so yeah they're decadent vaccines and of course it involved all the usual suspects yeah i'll just say what it says in this article at the gates foundation this collaboration follows the january 2010 call by bill and melinda gates for the next 10 years to be the decade of vaccine vaccines the global vaccine action plan will enable greater coordination across all stakeholder groups national governments multilateral organizations civil society, the private sector, and philanthropic organizations and will identify critical policy, resource, and other gaps that must be addressed to realize the life-saving potential of vaccines. I mean, it's amazing that this was the culmination in 2020 of this thing of 2010, of the decade. I mean, it is whack, whack. But I wanted to address, <laughs> you know, why are you censored? And I, I wrote, I have a little glossary on my website where I just, I invent terms like I did the AstraZeneca effect. I just right. said something called the, the Alice Walker paradox. And the Alice Walker paradox is, so she wrote the color purple and yeah. she's the liberal favorite. Totally. And then she went all David Icke, you know, and, and like I thinks Palestine is, okay. is a country. Yeah. She thinks Palestine is a country. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a thing about like, I just remember listening to like conservative talk radio where where if you said Palestine, they'd be like, Palestine never existed. But meanwhile, I, I have like old maps of the Middle East because of my Syrian heritage. And right. oh, yeah. like it says Palestine on it. Right. So, you know, it was a place. So anyway, um, I really know nothing about her at all. But but I noticed for her 
And I think my son was like learning the color purple in school. And like the teacher was just totally puzzled about Alice Walker. And I noticed this about other people. I think um, William Hurt died and uh, they they all say the same thing. Like what what happened to that person? Like why did they like just completely lose their mind? And then every time, like I find this in the articles, every time it'll always say, well, she was always a little bit off. Or wow. he was always a little bit off. Always said, like, you can wow. find it. Like, I will Google, like, a person's name and I'll, that phrase and you will find it. So what I think the problem is, is they accepted you into their group. They allowed you to influence people and they gave you credibility by saying, this person is intelligent. This person does good work. We respect this person. Listen to this person. And then when you say something that is not, you know, in their basket, is not something that they want, they have to discredit you on a really profound basis. Like they don't have to do anything to me because they never gave me credit. Like my little radio show did not give me any credit. So credibility. But with you, you had, uh, you, you know, they allowed you in and they simply must discredit you. And furthermore, they have to save their own credibility by acting like, you know, the signs were always there. So like we can... You know, it's there's no way she was a rational person and came to these irrational conclusions. And, and instead of saying this is why I always say always refute, never dismiss. So my mm -hmm. advice to my son is like to ask the teacher who tells us not to listen to Alice Walker's views because she clearly lost her mind. Does she know what Alice Walker says is the basis of her views? And did she actually discredit the things that Alice Walker says she believes because it's possible, you know, I'm Catholic people say these things about the Vatican. You know, I'm not going to say it's not true just because I don't want it to be true. It's, you know, it's, mm. it's not true. If I, if I look into it and conclude, or if it's not true for me, I can accept that it's not true if I conclude, but, but they just dismiss and discredit. And I think it's just, they gave you the credibility and they must get it back. Well, think about it, Monica. So, I had um, a producer who came to my screening of my movie. She was just graduating from J school. She came to me and said, I promise we're doing a series called Shadowland and we're going to feature your story. So if you're doing a, you're, you're profiling people who believe in a shadow government, but you, you left everything on the cutting room floor regarding my work with George Floyd and you never once mention that I'm making a movie. You never once mention Honey Colony. You actually position me as someone who wants fame. And you premiere at the Atlantic Film Festival. But first, we have a soiree with uh, Fauci. We break for happy hour. We show the first episode. None of the people who are in the series were invited. And the entire event is brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. I didn't know that. I'm just guessing. <laughs> it mortified me. Mortification. Mortification. Really? Yeah. It's a really? six-part series. Did they display you in an unflattering light? Or they just they just neutralized everything of value that you no, could have brought? No, they position me as an emotionally unhinged um. woman that wants fame and they cut out all the meat and uh totally wow. mortification mortifying that's a setup they do that for beyond, sure beyond um and then i went to oh that's so scummy berlinger and when my movie came out the real timeline like this is what a real documentary not the reality soap opera bullshit that you created. I can't parading. wait to watch this. Is this available? Like the real, the documentary, the, the real time. What, my movie or, or the real timeline, the George Floyd real oh, timeline. It's, it's offered on my movies plus. I'm not even able to sell it directly on Vimeo um, because I don't have ways to accept money. So, oh my God. So you can go, I think you have the, the link to offer to people. Yeah, I, I think do. I but can, I just, I was, I didn't want to use it because I think you gave me some links that I could screen I gave you it a Vimeo without link, paying. Yeah, but then so I didn't want. There is a link that says uh, "rent buy." It surpassed the movie, the documentary on Alex Jones. It's uh, edited by the amazing Sean Hibbler um, of Hibbler Productions. I just, I'm really hoping that 
people will support your work. I mean, I know like for podcasters, people like, oh, subscribe, donate, whatever. But for you, I've always felt like this was the way to do it is if you're giving super, super high quality content. Yes, it would be great if somebody gave you $10,000 for, you know, to cover the expenses that you've already incurred on this stuff, because when you're not um, supported by the mainstream media and it sounds like you are being demonized, canceled, censored, all of that stuff, yet you bring real I always love this about people. That's why I like Jeremy Kuzmarov. He was a professor, a history professor, but he got fired because like he did a class on the real background of the CIA. And um, but when when we we have people on our side who are real professionals who can actually put out that super high quality work, I feel like it's and I, you know, it's incumbent upon us. So like for me, don't don't give me a don't you know, you don't have to subscribe to my iTunes, but if you want to uh, show Miriam, your support, they're such good. It, it's a win-win because I'm actually can't wait to watch this one and wow, the real timeline about George Floyd. Yes. And I love the book and I'm really eager to read the protocols because that's going to like help people get ahead of the illnesses that are coming. But um, yeah, so I want, and especially if they're going out of their way to discredit you, they should really see the caliber of the work that you put out. Yeah, I'm not a, I spit in the face of mediocrity. I've almost died many times and I want to, for my own self, do the best work. I'm a perfectionist and I do offer a high caliber information. And it is really sad that you know, people are like, hey, you're consuming too much negative information, Miriam. But I'm a journalist. That, do- that does hurt. Not like, oh. Yeah, no, that's not good for you. Stop. Like, that'll oh, eat yes, a hole in your It is, but, but, you know, I give the analogy that the queen bee, energetically from a, from a Steiner perspective, is the most energetically matched to the sun. It takes 16 days to create a uh, queen, whereas a drone is 24, a worker bee is 21. So she is of the light. I am of the light, but I spend like the honeybee my day in darkness, yeah, in the covering darkness, the dark. Yes. And I'm shedding light and I choose to do this. And I would love to be supported because I do produce excellent work. And I want to continue to do that. Like I used to get paid $5,000 to go and give talks. And now I'm slated to speak in Miami on the 12th of May. And and I'm I'm not even able. They're not covering my expenses. And yeah, because you're not. You can't be a draw if they're discrediting you. And they, you know, they probably feel like you're lucky that they include you. But it's really totally. it's not cool because we do all complain. I'm absolutely up there, complain, complain, complain. There's no good media. There's no good press. Like where are the good journalists? Journalism is dead. But they kill journalists. You know, whether they physically kill them or they kill their ability to access. Yeah the resources they need or the distribution that they need. So I, I do feel like it it's, um, would be great if people would support you, especially just to get you to that conference yeah. in Miami. That would be so nice. I only have Zelle and I only have Cash App left. I have a Give, Send, Go. And if you think like I raised a million dollars to make an award-winning film, Vanishing of the Bees, and it's been a year and I'm still trying to raise a measly 15000 just to cover my expenses... And I tell people in her six-week lifespan, a honeybee will only produce a quarter, a teaspoon of honey. So next time you look at a jar of honey, realize that every single drop counts. Wow. And I have bees now. Yeah. They're beautiful. Beautiful. So how do you, if you want to, um, if... Like if people want to watch Vanishing of the Bees, is there any, do you get any royalties from that? No, do you right sell now, that? Nothing. Right now you can watch Vanishing of the Bees on, if you go to com, and I believe in an exchange, you can, for instance, I offer a book by John Coleman about Tavistock, which is only $5,000 oh. on Amazon. You can oh my gosh. Me, uh, $5 is the minimum and down I'm dying to read I, John Coleman and Tavistock. I, I have a lot of his books, but I'm dying to learn about Tavistock because you see these psychological operations that are happening right now where they have people like freaking out about immigration and um, the trans thing and all like the, the conflict that's arising. You can find like smoking gun stuff totally. from Tavistock saying how they do that, how they gaslight people, how they'll give them just enough information 
to create conflict, how they like will encourage local communities and then um, get the leadership there to like move the center. It's really crazy. The Tavistock stuff is. is crazy. It is. So that you, you can go, it's, it's on my uh, website. It's called the book. They don't want you to see. And so my point is, you know, I believe in, in an exchange, you can give me a donation and get something back. I also do consults. I work with people um, that are at the end, you know, my specialties are autoimmune, uh, autoimmunity issues and mold because I've dealt with mold issues. And now I have these vaccine protocols. I'm, I'm, you can reach me. I engage with people. I, I try my best to respond. Every once in a while, people will reach out, but it's like, you know, I, I am locked out of my bank account right now oh uh, that I mentioned, and I need to go. I wasn't going to go to Miami to speak, but because I'm locked out of my bank account, I'm trying to raise funds to just cover my costs. Right. And I mentioned to you some of the attacks to my company that I've spent yes. 15 years building into a million dollar I company. Know. And now I'm in the whole half a million dollars. I think there, I think that it wouldn't surprise me if you are set up, not just like in media, but financially, I, it would not surprise me. But so, um, I know you have another show yeah. at the top of the hour, so I'm going to let you go, but I definitely, I have some questions. I may set up a consultation with you about, uh, about things like ailments that I am convinced can be, um, rooted out at the cause because some of the things that like my poor son who has down syndrome is just afflicted terribly by psoriasis for example oh wow. and see that like that liver there there's 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 things like ldn you probably have never heard of and it's like people i don't be, know anything about it people i'm gonna pick your brain about it. we could do a show on it like I, I would pay you to do a show on it with me i'm very very uh, thorough i have like a 20, yeah. 22 page intake form and then i look at the food and then i work with different um, different tests. I work with a group of doctors, so I know I'm not a doctor, but I'm an intuitive too. And I walk my talk. I'm not a hypocrite. And I've helped a lot of people who are at the end of the rope that will yes. surrender to me. And, yeah. you know, I had one woman who was hesitant. She came a year later and she's like, okay, Miriam, whatever it is you say. And within that week, she was better than she had been in years by following my suggestion so as a consultant i'm more authoritative and as a coach it's steeped in positive psychology i mitered in psychology so it's really holding your hand and learning how you can make those changes lasting but well i'll give you a challenge on the psych front because this kid has down syndrome yeah. he's super high functioning but to get him to follow protocols is a psychological challenge so we'll save that okay. for for my that'll be like my gift to myself is to have you help with that but i also want to talk to you in the future about i i cannot wait to watch the george floyd thing so yeah. we have to hit that cool. and um and the bees of course because now like i'm going to be a bee lady so <laughs> i want to learn all about I that i send you the film if you haven't seen it yeah um, oh i definitely want to see it yeah so um i i just i haven't but uh, but now, you know, I wasn't really interested, but now I'm super interested. Uh, so I'm going to put everything in the show notes for people that your you. website, because your name you is M-A-R-Y-A-M-A-T-N-E-I-N.com, I believe. And all of these links, anything else you want to put in there. And um, I'm hoping that the very least that people will support your work for their own benefit yeah. to share and that maybe we can get enough um, of that to... Uh, get you to Miami without you having to go out of pocket for that. Thank you. Because it's important to keep it alive. I mean, you have so many skills. Like the last thing we want is for you to not be able to use them to the benefit of all. So I really appreciate your work. Thank and you, Monica. Thank you. Yes. So people can get something in exchange and it will help me directly. My book is on my website. It's on Amazon. I'm not on Amazon, but my book is. So they've also banned me from Amazon. Um, so, um, and I actually found that the ebook, which is not a format I usually prefer, yeah. was a great way to read that. It's like a very quick. I also don't like super short books, but it's 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 short because it's to the point. I really found it very good. The mechanisms you mean of the pages? COVID It's shortish, yeah. It's 80. yeah. No, I mean it's not like a three hundred sixty-five page tome full of like whatever. It's something where you can read the whole thing. 
You can really understand the point. And if you need to dig into the science, the resources and stuff like that, you can do that. But you don't have to. You can get it all in your brain for when you communicate to people who think you're crazy for thinking that you might be injured by one of these things. And and it makes it sets the bed for uh, the sets the table for the protocols, which I'm very interested in talking about. Once you've published that, we can maybe bring some overview to the audience. Thank you. So thank you for your time. I know you had a para outage today in Costa Rica, so it's been super hairy, but I appreciate you fitting me in. I hope we have a great rest of your day. Great um, show coming up and uh, just hang on after we do the outro and um, it's a wrap. Until next time, thank you so much, Miriam Hanane, for coming on to Deep Dives with Monica Perrette.